We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. It is a midday show. Hugh Douglas. And Joe Jill Kyle Quinn behind the glass. You guys with us, 215-592-9494. That's how you hop aboard as we discuss Andy Reid. Are you ready to acknowledge what's becoming quite clear? Andy becoming the GOAT. The pathway is there for him to overtake Shula, Belichick, whoever you acknowledge as the GOAT. Andy's there. I mean, look. Look at the number of wins he has in the postseason, 41 now. He's been to four Super Bowls in five years, could win his third ring in two weeks. Right now, my pick is he's going to do that and win a Super Bowl here. I'm, I'm done betting against the Chiefs. I mean, I just I, I picked the Ravens on, on Friday, and that didn't work out very well. So I, I am, I've had enough of, of, of losing money with the Chiefs. I'm going to be on them to win the Super Bowl. And that means Andy Reid takes one step closer to GOAT status. I already acknowledge that. And, of course, he reacts to the coordinators. But we did have a Jason Kelsey sighting yesterday. As you'd imagine, hanging out, watching his brother. A little less uh, over the top yesterday. Jason seemed like he was He's a little more subdued. Sub- yeah. I guess he got in trouble. You know, well, not so much got in trouble, just like, hey, you know, you acted a fool like the last <laughs> Let's game. keep your shirt on Let's this just, time. Just chill out this one. Yeah, but this is um, this was interesting. Yesterday, he did uh, give a quote to the Philadelphia Inquirer about his future and the Eagles' future. Here it was, quote, from yesterday, Jason Kelsey. As a Philadelphia Eagle, incredibly disappointing season, especially at the end of it. Kelsey told the Inquirer, and I really, really look forward to next year. I look forward to trying to prove people wrong, especially with some of the recent hires and Nick Sirianni. And there's a lot of things up in the air for the Philadelphia Eagles, but I think that as a player, you always look forward to going into battle with your guys. You watch this, and the emotion is so high. He said it great. feels great, uh, you know, being here in this field right now for your teammates and all that and, and talking about it. And he said, he, he said I d- and quote, I don't know what's going to happen for me, but I do know I still want to be involved in the organization and still want to be part of it, regardless of what the decision is, because I don't want to ever feel like I'm on the outside looking in on these achievements and these accolades, these opportunities. It's too good a feeling to pass up. So, Hugh, that was an interesting quote. I mean, it's kind of two things there. One, he's talking as if he's still on the team. And then two, saying, if I'm not, I still want to be part of the organization. He it, He's still not committing to fully the retirement thing that came out two weeks ago. I uh, immediately thought about Connor Barwin. When I heard these quotes this morning, when I heard them being said and the, the fact that he said them, I could see him working in an organization somewhere and being a part of it. I could see him being an assistant offensive line coach or something like that. Who was the quarterback a few years ago? I think he was here with Doug where he was allowed to go back home. And Josh coach. McCown. Yeah. I could see something similar to that. Like he could be the emergency center if something <laughs> happens or whatever. Like – Stranger things have happened, have, and just yeah. be a part of the part of the game in some capacity. 
I think he's one foot in, one foot out. I think that his family is very, very important to him. Obviously, you know, going to all his brother games and everything. But he, fe- I think he feels or knows that he's closer to being out of it than he is in it. But he's still in that unique, rarefied situation where he can still play. So I think that the Eagles are going to accommodate him in every way that they can to make sure that he's comfortable with whatever decision he decides to make. So I am now starting to waver on being as convicted as I was that he is done. I, now, I think I thought all year he was done. I thought the way you know him hanging out on his off week, the bye week with the Amazon crew, it just felt like he's preparing for his next career. But he did start those quotes with we as if he's still part of this team. Like he hasn't. It's hard to get. It's hard to let that go. I'm Joe. sure it is. It's hard. It's, it, and he's even I find myself sometimes when I when I that's why for me, I try not to be emotionally invested in football. I try because I know I can't play. But sometimes, you know, that that feeling comes up and, and, you know, you get that urge or whatever. He still can play. And so I understand like when he talks. And I know it might be confusing to some people, but I understand totally where he's coming from because he's he's having that internal battle of wanting to play, understanding that his body's changing, but he's still in a position where he can play and, and balancing that, what is the next couple of years going to look like for him? So he's he's trying to explore all avenues right now. Yeah, it feels like the Kelsey situation is – I still, if I had to guess, I was still very likely pointing to retirement, but I'm not as sure as I was a couple weeks ago, even during the season, with the way he's spoken here. 215-592-9494. We're back to the phones here on all things Andy. Of course, the Kellen Moore hire. Are you ready to acknowledge Andy Reid is becoming the greatest coach of all time? Al is up next on WIP. Hey, Al. He's definitely the GOAT. I'll tell you something. I'm right now – I'm watching on uh, – NFL Network, uh, the game, and just the discipline. Also, one of the things I wanted to add as far as even player development, who the hell would pick a seventh-round pick or sixth-round pick from Rutgers, Rutgers, Pacheco, and mold him into the running back that he is right now? Outstanding. Al, you know, it's funny, and they play each other in this game coming up. Purdy was, Purdy was the last pick in that draft. Pacheco was the 10th to last pick. And the two, and one of them could win Super Bowl MVP in two weeks. Yeah, but I, I mean, I enjoy, I, enjoy, I enjoy Andy's whole career uh, in Philadelphia. And, you know, as he was always my favorite team, favorite coach in the AFC. Uh, I have utmost respect. And if he keeps on going the way he's going, he is definitely the, the GOAT. Uh, I can't see any, uh, even past Belichick. What he's done with that team is unbelievable. What he's done in developing Mahomes is unbelievable. And look, look, they lost players. Pacheco is number 10, Tyreek Hill. Look where Tyreek Hill is at now and look at Pacheco. I mean, look at it. Look at, look at the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, something's going on here. Something's right. And even, uh, you know, even, you know, and I, I can reflect with you as far as, um, all the problems, all the times with the Eagles. I mean, he did get his championships. Okay, we didn't get the ring. Uh, but he did get his championships. So, in both careers, he's a winner. I mean, I can't, these guys are bad mouth them. I don't know what they're, I don't know what they're drinking, but they're drinking the wrong stuff. They're bitter. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of bitterness, bitter, though. Al. Yeah, people don't want to admit that, that he's great. Jim because... Johnson was unbelievable. He, he, and, he and Jim Johnson, they were geniuses. I mean, Gene Johnson. His defensive strategy is still being used today all over the place. Well, Spagnola, I mean, with Andy, I mean, it's, it's all playing out again. It's just in, in a high of running. Al, what do you want to say about Dan Campbell? 
you know what? I felt really feel bad for him because the you know, but I understand his strategy. That took him that took him that way all year. I mean, you know, he, he did the risk factor. You know, he went for those. Uh, you know, he went for fourth downs before, and uh, I, I he had confidence. That's another growing team. That 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 team has uh, uh, that running back by committee. That running back by committee is unbelievable on, on the. Um, on the Lions. Yeah, you I know, think that they're, they're going to be in the they're playoffs a lot. Yeah, they are. They're going to be scary. Yeah, they, now, scary. they may have blown their best chance. I mean, who knows yeah, if they that, get back. That, that, I don't know. Yeah, that one right there, that probably would have been done. their best shot. But yeah. the, I don't think they're going to be bad next year. they got a lot of good young players. The, the one thing I'll say about Campbell, and, and we'll talk more about all the stuff from yesterday outside of Reed and Mahomes coming up in a little bit, I, I do think not enough's being made about that kicker. We, we're just assuming the kicks would have been made. Michael Badgley's their kicker. I think they got him in December because their other kicker got hurt. I mean, he was on the waiver wire. He is five. He is fifty percent in his career over or between forty-five and fifty yards. That kick, Hugh, the one that would have put it to a tie game, would have been a forty-seven yarder. There's an assumption that kicker would have made it. He's fifty percent in his career from that range. Yeah. I, I don't know that kicker gotta, makes that kick. Yeah, but you got it. You got to try to fifty percent points though. I mean, I understand his aggressiveness. But he did it. Like, the egregious thing is he did it twice. Well, that's what he does. Yeah. 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 I, I just – look, you could disagree with the idea. I'm just saying – No, I mean, I get where you're coming from. There's just from. an assumption the kicker makes it and we're tied. I, I think in Campbell's mind it's like that's a coin toss if he makes that kick. Yeah, damn if you do, damn if you Isn't there also an assumption that you're getting – or you're converting the fourth down? And then not only converting the fourth down, but you continue the drive to score a touchdown. Right. Like, that fourth down conversion isn't giving them six points. No, it's not. It's, it's just elongating the drive right. to try to score. So I think you take three to make it. Because it, it's not about the amount of points at that point. It's about the amount of possessions. You sure. needed to extend the amount of possessions yeah, that the Niners needed to come back. And he was running out of possessions. Yeah, and I get it. And then they went down two possessions because they didn't get there. I'm just saying, like, yes, they didn't get it. And that made it look worse. But they also could have missed the field goal and still been down three and still gone down ten no matter what he did there. 215-592-9494. Gary is at South Philly. What's up, Gary? Hey, how you doing? What's up, Gary? What are you feeling? Well, you know, besides the football, I want to go back to you scored 70 points last week. The Joker comes here, and you play him, and you do well, and we beat him. But then you don't play when you go there. I just think they should come up with some kind of rule with this load management and all this stuff. You can't do it on the road. Do it at home. These people pay to come see the good teams come, and you're going to sit down. Yeah, that's the tough part about it, man. And that's what those people in those stands were yelling and screaming for because they wanted to see him. You know, you're just coming off a 70-point game. Exactly. And, yeah. and, you, and you don't play. Yeah, that's tough. So, Gary, I got two. Gary, before you go on, I got two things for you off that. One, I do think they, they tried, right? They put this mechanism now that if you don't play 65 games, you can't win awards. So, I think that's kind of like the – that, that's them trying to prevent this from happening. But obviously, it doesn't yeah, work the, perfectly. The Kawhi Wee Leonard rule. Yes, yes, exactly. The other thing, Gary, is I, even if you had some sort of stronger rule, they could just lie and say they're hurt. Like, what are you going to do? Like, you, you can't you're, prevent you're right. them from saying my knee is sore and you can't prove you're it. You're right. You're right. What are you thinking on Andy, Gary? Hey, look, he was pretty good here, and he got better when he got away. That's all it is. You know, you can't, Bottom line. You can't hate on him. No, there's some, some haters out there, though, Gary. Oh, no, no doubt. But you shouldn't hate on him. I'm, it, I'm happy for him. Yeah. yeah I'll tell I you this. I, I'd rather Kansas City win than San Francisco. Oh, me too. There's no doubt about that. I mean, I, <laughs> I, 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 that Niners team, especially what they did to the Eagles, I don't want and, that anywhere near a championship. wait a minute. And one of my daughters is a big 49ers fan. She has flown to San Francisco for games. 
You got 49ers fans in the family, Gary? What are we doing yeah, I, here? What, what, one of my daughters is a, is a 49ers fan. Let me tell you, at, at the end of that first half, she went upstairs. She was, she was not happy. <laughs> they were getting their butts kicked, Gary. Yeah, she went upstairs. Yeah, yeah, that was so a- then I left, and uh, I, I called them later. I said, oh, did your sister come back down now that they're winning? <laughs> they're like, you know she did. Mm, mm, mm. What a comeback it was. I mean, that's one of the biggest comebacks in it playoff was. history. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm not crazy about Brock Purdy, but he's doing what he has to do. Yeah, well, the thing about Purdy, and then we have a, a legendary Purdy hater with us here. Legendary. I mean, two two I, weeks in a row he led big comebacks. I mean, that, that's, that's I, the truth. You do not know how much joy I get from just listening to Kyle Rant in the morning. About the Purdy? And, and you know what? It's funny because he, to me, he represents every Philadelphian that I've ever come in contact with, but the simple fact that I get to see him every day because you're trying to, like, you you try to, you know, tell him what happened in the game. He does not care. So I was walking into the meeting today, <laughs> and I was, like, you know, maybe 30 yards away, and I see Kyle animated. I could start to hear him, and I didn't you, – you didn't have no. to – if you said to me, Joe, from 30 yards away, what is he upset about? I was, That's Purdy. No. <laughs> There's no question. Let me tell you, because when we talk about – and I always start out calm, and I try – like, I try to be fact-based when I, when I talk to Kyle – Kyle ain't trying to hit none of that. No. Kyle was like, if they would have just caught, like, Brock Purdy tried to give him the game. Well, he did throw the ball to Brian Branch. <laughs> I mean, come on. Dude, can, can we not look, can we not use our eyes with this Brock Purdy thing? It's Kyle, the most I'm aggravating saying, thing in the world. Kyle, he balled out in the I, No, court, I have man. never in my life witnessed a more lucky quarterback in, in, in all my years than Brock Purdy. Oh, we're looking inside the midday show. <laughs> <laughs> a pre, pre-show pre meeting. Does that <laughs> so it sounds. Do you not see what I'm seeing? This dude, just, he's so no, lucky. God, he's gotten away with something. He really get, has. He's about to get paid, too. Not this year. I think, that, Joe, I think that's a bad move. I, I think not with Joe t- pointing out that he can't get paid they're, this year, but they, after he, next can, he can get paid. going to get paid. And then they're going to find out that it's a mistake because they're not going to be able to surround him with the amount of talent. You may be right on that. You, but you that's may be what right. you, pay, you pay. That's the price for a quarterback. All right, man. guys, I got to ask a question. Uh, because the 49ers are in the Super Bowl, right? They had their quarterback healthy, Purdy, yes. and they made the Super Bowl. And they're facing the Chiefs. So there's a question that's out there that I think is, is uncomfortable to kind of focus in on and wonder about, but it's it's a fair question. Were they right, Hugh? Oh, because, about being in the well, Super Bowl, they had their quarterback? Yeah, for a year, they basically whined and said if we had Purdy, if he didn't get healthy, we would – them, I'm speaking for them, right? They believe – Thought it was me. They would have beaten the Eagles last year yes. and faced the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. So then we play this year out, and it, it's exactly what happened. They got their quarterback back. He was healthy. Whatever your opinion is on Purdy, he's their quarterback, and they win with him. And now they're in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. And when they played the Eagles, they broke their spirit. It does feel like they, did. they were right. No, that, Damn it. it. They were right. They there's a valid there's a valid argument that can be made for that. But we never know how that thing's played. Now, I will say that the score might have been different. I'll give them that. But I'm not gonna say history has has righted itself. I'm not going to say that because that's not the truth. Damn, damn, damn. Yeah, there you go. That's there you exactly go, Florida. what I was feeling. There you go, Florida. Hey, no, nah, I'm not giving them that. They're in the Super Bowl. Happy for them. They had an epic comeback from a coach who knows about blowing games. So he was like, damn it, I refuse if I'm going to let this happen to me again. Mm. So, I, I mean, I get that part. But, no, I'm not about to give them that. It's hard for me not to acknowledge that they may have been right. It's really hard. No, no, that, come on, man. You can't say that because there, there are so many factors that 
in that game that you know crap probably could have you know changed the outcome. Sure, sure. But that's not a given. But but it's, all right, the nothing's one, a given. The one thing to point out is, regardless of what you feel about Purdy, he's better now than he was a year ago. So do they win that game last year against the Eagles? Eagles were favored. Maybe not if Purdy does play if he ever gets hurt. But like I understand why they feel that way. Now they played a whole year out, beat the Eagles, and got to the Super Bowl. They're like, we would have been there last year. He's better than. Uh, Josh Johnson and whoever was you know on the field for them yeah. last season. The, the, the added part of that you mentioned it, the comeback. They were down what twenty-one to seven at half against us. Yeah, they're not twenty-four. They didn't have their QB this time. They did. They made the comeback. Oh. Like it's it, it's tough, man. They've been screaming this for a whole year, and it came true. Yeah, they get they, look. They have their vindication right now, mm-hmm. and like whether we want to acknowledge it or not, they can believe it, and it's very hard to fight it off. Like hey, that whole year played out. Their quarterback played really well. And they got to the Super Bowl. Meanwhile, we're sitting at home and watching them do this. 215-592-9494. Let's go to Robert in Germantown. What's up, Robert? Robert. Good morning, guys. Hey, Robert. Uh, you never would have seen Wilt uh, not go man-to-man with Bill Russell back in the day. Or Magic going against Larry Bird. They would never have wimped out of a one-to-one. Yeah, and Robert, it's, it, it's, it's one thing if it just happened once. But this is years now where he doesn't play in Denver. It's this weird thing where, mm-hmm. you know, when Jokic comes here, Embiid like, no, plays. Sure, but out in yeah. Denver, he doesn't play in the game. Maybe I think, it's the elevation, maybe. I think it might be part of it. I think 2019, Robert, was the last time Embiid played a game in Denver. Yep, yep. On the GOAT, on the, on the goat question, I like Andy Reid. I was telling Kyle, but, you know, I was Bill Walsh guy. Why? Think about it. He innovated one of the most exciting offenses ever, the West Coast offense with Jerry mm-hmm. Rice and, and Montana, who, who was a third-string quarterback when I was at Notre Dame in 79, right? Look what he did with Montana. And, you know, by, by comparison, I was hoping when we drafted Devontae Smith that we'd use him like Montana and Walsh used Jerry Rice. You know? I mean, mm-hmm. Smith's the same kind of player, isn't he? A little guy, great route runner, tough as hell. Get him in space, like what he does yeah. when he was at Alabama. Yeah, yeah similar yeah. Uh, build physically. Yeah, and they. So yeah. I mean, look, he's had a nice career so far, Devontae. Not you know, mm, I, they, yeah. we, we we all think they probably could get more at him, but he's had he's done a lot here for three years. Yeah, and another one or two quick points. Same thing with Goddard. Look, yesterday, Travis Kelsey went nuts in the middle. Both Did tight ends. Think? I mean, really, Robert. That that's a it's yeah. a good takeaway. I mean, we we got to use the tight end more because the tight ends for both those teams, and even Laporta for the. Yeah. Uh, for the Lions. I mean, those are big time. They, they changed those offenses. And on defense, I was yelling on the radio a few years ago. You may recall, it might have been a different station. Draft Kyle Hamilton, my boy from Notre Dame. But no, what one spot ahead we took. Oh, yeah, Jordan, don't show up Davis. Well, Robert, not just that. They traded <laughs> up over the Ravens to get Jordan Davis. I mean, they, they jumped yeah. the Ravens to get Davis yeah. and then took yeah. him. Meanwhile, the Ravens just sat there and got Hamilton. Yeah, imagine if we had a guy like Hamilton on our team, an impact player. This guy was all over the field. He's a great he player. Everywhere. Yeah, he's a, Robert, he's a great player. I mean, there's no question. Robert, man, we appreciate the phone call. So he's not quite ready to say Andy's uh, doing what he's doing. I, I, I feel the runway is right there. No, he's playing. He's, he's, uh, he's on that trajectory. There's no question about it. When you start talking about the greatest coaches of all time, man, I think that's all subjective to the, to the era that you live in. But coach is a hell of a coach. Like, for the era that we're in of football – and what he's been able to do in this era, he's the name. When you think about coaches that are, are doing their thing right now, he's one of the names that should come to mind first, especially when you talk about the success that he's had over the last 10 years. It's remarkable. Yeah. It, it is remarkable. And, 
If you asked me this question a year or two ago, and in fact, Howard has brought this up with me. This was years ago. He said Andy's better than Belichick, and I said no. And he, he, I think he said Andy could catch Belichick, and I said no. And now I've revised my thinking on this. The runway is now there, especially when you factor in that Belichick wasn't even hired this cycle, so he's going to probably sit out next season. And Andy, it, he's 65, I believe, Andy Reid. If he does this for five more years, he's averaged 14 wins a year, I believe, when you include the playoffs with Mahomes. If he does this for five more years and they get two or three more, there's there's not going to be a real argument that he's not right there as the greatest coach of all time. It's it's remarkable what he has accomplished here in in the span with the Kansas City Chiefs, and then you add in the Eagles stuff, and it's off the wall. Seth and media, what's up, Seth? Yo, what's going on, guys? Hey, Seth. Uh, let me take you off a speaker okay. from here about that. So, mm-hmm. all right, I uh, I was just writing down my list here. I got to okay. go down. All right, go, so go for first it. and. First and foremost, Reed is better than Belichick, and the reason why is because of the turmoil that surrounded a lot of Bel- Belichick's victories. You know, all that, all, all of that stuff uh, with the, the spy gate mm. and the slate gate and all of those other things. I'm not saying he's a good, he's not a good coach. Clearly, he is. You know, and he's got a lot of respect around the league, and he's got the right kind of uh, eye to to pick out players and pick uh, coaching staff. He does well with all that stuff. But Reed is just seems like a good dude, man. Everywhere he goes, he gets nothing but praise. Everybody loves him. Players love him. You've heard more players say that they don't like Belichick than you've heard players say they don't like Reed. Yeah, that's surprising mm-hmm. too. And and a lot of players, which surprised me, saying that you know his success is directly like you know due to Tom Brady. That that surprised me. But you got players saying that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it was clear when he left that he went. The Brady went on to win, and and he didn't. You know, so, um, and then all right. So the the other thing, the arguments going on all morning is, you know, would we have won more Super Bowls with Andy Reid? I agree with that one call from earlier this morning. I don't know if it was your show, or the other one where, he said, uh, you know, if he wasn't, if, if we didn't get rid of him, we never would have gotten, um, uh, you know, Doug Peterson. So maybe we don't win a Super Bowl at all. I mean, we had Reed for 14 years, and I agree with you. He had to learn a lot to go where he is now and be successful. He learned how so to— So, Andy, how, how to, excuse me, Seth, and I agree with you, and I agree with you. But what I, here's my take on that. There is an assumption that that learning happened because he traded in Philadelphia for Kansas City and green for red. And, I, and my retort is, why do we assume he wouldn't have continued his evolution here? I, I kind of think that's like a—that's a homer. You know what I mean? That's that's a hometown person just being like, well, he traded in his stuff. But wait, but I think it's the other way. I, I think, maybe not for you, but for some people don't want to acknowledge that, that it, it could have happened here because it, it hurts more if we fired the greatest coach of all time. Right? Like, that's hard to admit. So I think we tell ourselves, well, he had to go somewhere else to learn. Like, it could have happened here. There's, there's no reason I, it couldn't have. And now that's fair, and that goes right along with the whole thing with the 49ers being, you know, were they right or were they not. That's all circumstantial, man. The team was different, right? Their team got, got improved this year on defense, believe it or not. Our team was depleted all the way around with our coaching staff and the defense, and they had to play against Sirianni last year uh, to learn how to beat him. Yeah, that's by fair. losing yep. to him, you know? So, so well, you got to take all that into consideration. Now, I got a huge gripe with the, uh, the, the referees in this league over the past two years. And I was just telling Kyle, I've seen more of this in two years than I've seen in my entire life from 44. They have thrown more flags and picked them up and been like, nope, no penalty. And that's what makes me kind of lean. I, I do not think the NFL is scripted. I think that's ridiculous. But I do think there is an agenda. And it was clear last night 
when they threw that flag, and it should have been offensive pass interference on San Francisco. On Ayuk. Yeah, when the ball bounced off of Branch's chest. His arm was fully – they were both looking at the ball, but his arm was fully extended. He ran into him and shoved him. How is that not P.I.? Yeah, and it felt like if if it was incomplete, they were going to call it, and then when it was, it it was weird, Seth. That was a weird – Seth, a good phone call. I, I thought that was weird as well. There was one play in the Ravens game as well where a flag was on the ground. And they didn't even acknowledge it. They just picked it back up. There's been yeah. a lot of that where yeah. you're like, why didn't they call some? They were going to, and then they picked it up. So much so that that the fans are this morning, for the especially in that game, it was a couple calls in that yeah. Ravens game yeah, they where they're, they're trying to call for, for investigation of the refs. Refs do weird stuff. Now, there were times in that game, in both, both instances, where it felt like they wanted to let them play. But to your point, that IU play, it was really weird. It was really because you don't know what they were going to say or whatever. Who, who was it on, the interference? Yeah, yeah. yeah, and then they just said, okay, Bumpity scored. Yeah, you know, it almost went better if they called it and said it was defensive pass interference, right? If, if that was the call, then we'd know what their call was, and obviously San Francisco would have declined. And I will say this. It, it, I don't know, but it feels like the refs this year in the NFL have been under a lot more scrutiny than they have been in the last couple of years. Well, part of that, too, is we have a million replays on our phone in 10 seconds, right? So yeah. we overanalyze this more than we used to. 215-592-9494. We'll come back. Your phone call's here. Andy, are you ready to acknowledge he's becoming the GOAT here? Reaction to Kellen Moore. And, of course, we'll get to the Joel Embiid stuff. Didn't play Saturday. Did he duck Jokic? Is he hurt again? What's going on there? We'll discuss it. Midday show, 215-592-9494 on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Happy Super Bowl to all to celebrate from FanDuel and Partnership with Valley Forge Casino, America's number one sports pick. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite food snacks, and, of course, placing some Super Bowl bets. I'm looking at maybe a, an under-the-radar play for Super Bowl MVP, maybe Isaiah Pacheco. Fandle has so many ways for you to end the season with a win or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but Fandle also has bets for which player will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers join today. And you'll get $200 of bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit Fando.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O to sign up. That's Fando.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O. Make every moment more with Fandle, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Fandle Sportsbook is the official partner of 94 WIP. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app, 
Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.